Are you ready to get the support you need for your author career and life? Join international indie bestseller Angela J. Ford and fantasy author Stephanie Wabwa as they talk all things writing, publishing, and the real life of an indie author. Welcome to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. Living your best indie life starts here. Welcome to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. This is episode 20, and we are back with a topic all about character development. And I'll be interviewing Stephanie about this. But before we dive into the interview, Stephanie, how is your week? What is new in your world? Hey, Angela. Week is going very, very good. I'm really excited. So I am on to the next novella for the Seraphim Resistance series. That's been really fun to write. I went ahead and finished out the outline for all of my plotters. All right. I still got you back here. <laughs> World of outlining. and But this time around, I didn't do such an extensive outline. So I love it because once you go through that initial, you know, big pre-writing and plotting and world building when you move on to the next story you don't have to do so much work so that's really fun I went ahead and I got that taken care of I also did some tweaking for my episodic story that will be sent to my newsletter every week which I know that readers are waiting for they're excited about I really approached it I took a step back I kind of re reworked some things in the story just so that you know it's fun and it's engaging and I looked at it through a more television writer um, perspective, a more screenwriter perspective. And so that kind of helped because it's different, you know, like you're truly just writing through constant uh, misdirections and, you know, all these different things to keep readers engaged. It's shorter, it's faster. So that's been fun to do. Um, and I do have a strategy behind that <laughs> as well. And the reason why I'm doing it that way. So that's been fun just working on that weekly episodic story for season one and then also the novella for the first official novella that kicks off the seraphim resistance series it's a prequel novella and it kind of just goes into the psyche of the main character and really kind of reveals to the reader what all is at stake as far on a macro level like what's going on in the different realms the different worlds um why they should really hate this villain you know <laughs> and so it's just really fun because i'm digging into some different themes with it and also just really getting into the mind of the character you know what happens when you think you're something else you're someone else and so like you're you're living out your life like that, you know, living out a life that is not meant to be who you are, you know, and having to go through that journey of self-discovery and realizing that you're living out a completely different purpose because it's not who you are. It's an identity someone else gave you. So it's a really interesting journey to write and I'm having a ton of fun. So that's been keeping my attention. But what about you? What's going on in the world of Ford? I really like what you're doing with your episodic story. And that's actually something I may take a hint from you and kind of rework mine and focus a little bit more on the kind of making it more like a, a TV show, that television aspect. I think it's a little bit of a challenge because I'm so used to like, just like digging into a story and taking my sweet time with it. And these episodes are just so like short and snappy. So it, it'll be fun to dig into that again. I'm actually still on break from mine and I need to start it up again because I know people are probably waiting. Um, a big thing happened at for, during the season finale. So I should start the next part. Uh, I am 
wow, I'm still getting ready for the launch of Pawn, which by the time this episode comes out, it will already be released. So that's very exciting. I'm starting to get feedback from my review team. So that's great. Um, so far, five stars. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I heard from two of them so far. So that's very exciting. And I'm also working on the second book in the series, which is coming along slowly but surely. But hey, it's fun. I like where it's going so far. And I like the character development and being able to work on that. I haven't done a trilogy from one character's perspective ever. So this is the first time I'm doing it. And I realized that with my character, I have three books over which to do her character arc. And so it's really fascinating writing that way. Like she has a lot of growth to go through and a lot of things to learn. And some points were hit at the end of book one, but I'm really excited to like dig into them and just kind of like bring her into who she is um, during the, the next two books in the series. So speaking of character development, that is our topic for today. I'm really excited about because this is something that when I first started writing my novels, I really struggled with and I really needed help with like digging in and making a character come alive and making them more realistic. So just to start off with Stephanie, will you tell us just from your perspective, what do you see character development is and maybe some tips for writers that are struggling with developing characters? Yeah, no, for sure. So when I think of character development, I try to make it on a very real human aspect because I feel like characters are these created beings, right? Like they're people, essentially, whether they're supernatural character, you know, creatures or not, they're essentially like people, you know? And so with people, as human beings, we're all different individually. We all have different personalities, different character traits, different backgrounds that make up who we are, the decisions that we make, the way we react to things. And so I view it more so of just one's journey, right? Like their personal journey, their, their journey of their, also how they change with their character traits, right? And, you know, when you read a book, sometimes, especially if it's like a hero's journey um, type story where they go from maybe angry to forgiveness, or they go from, you know, selfishness to selflessness, that kind of thing. And so when I think of character development, whether it be throughout a series, like you're doing with um, Night of the Oh, Lord. Night of the Dark Fae. Girl, the, the name just like slipped my mind for a second. I was going to say Night of the, the Night of the Dark Pond. Huh, funny. <laughs> but <laughs> y'all, I'm a mess today. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, no. So whether it is development over a series or if it's just development just through that one novel, um, it's just their journey, right? Like of how they grow. That's really what character development is, is how this character grows from one place to another, from one character trait to another, how does their personality develop, and how do their perspectives as an individual in their world change, right, through the journey that they will experience. And so I know for me when it comes to developing that, <coughs> pardon me, when it comes to developing that, I try to think of them in that human aspect, and I try to put my mind in their shoes, you know, and I try to think of, I try to start with the very real things first, right? Like their worldview, their normal world, the things that shaped them, that molded them, 
um, you know, we are products. It's funny that that's the opening question because I made <clears throat> a post recently where I was talking about character development. And I was like, you know, we're the products of our environment. Like, we can't deny that. <laughs> like, like, where you were raised, who raised you, the idealisms that they, the ideologies that they raised you with, you know, what you were breaded to believe what you were taught how you were taught to act and treat others to treat those who are different than you to treat those that may be inferior or superior to you doesn't really matter but um our environments they mold us right and so i when i'm crafting characters i think about their world and it doesn't matter you know you don't have to go into extensive world building to know their normal world it's just a matter of thinking okay who's this person right what do they normally think like what kind of place do they live in and how does a place like that shape how they think and shape how they are you know would an would an environment in a society like that make them insecure make them greedy make them you know selfish make them you know have vengeance things like, like that so when i go through character development that's usually where i start and how i think about the characters i make them more real you know like they're not just these you know, fictional beings that I'm writing on paper. I try to think of them as a real person. Like I'm talking to you now, I think of them like that. And then I start to shape and I can start to see, oh, okay, this is how they would think. This is why they would think that way. These are the factors that would cause them to be that way. Wow, that, that is a lot. And I feel like it can be overwhelming sometimes when we think about developing a character and realize that, okay, this is like another person. And for me, sometimes I feel like when I'm developing characters, first off, one of the problems I have is sometimes I feel really distant from them because I don't know them yet. And so usually what I do in order to get to know them is try to write a lot about them. Mm -hmm. But what suggestions do you have for, you know, people who are getting started and they feel that distance from their character? They don't know too much about their character at all yet. What should they do to overcome that? No, that's a great question because I struggled with that. Um, I realized with the Seraphim Resistance series, I had put a lot of energy towards world building. And so I knew the world very well and how the t different kinds of societies in that world could shape the just the psyche of the angels depending on where they live but i did not know especially the main character and it was interesting because even alpha readers pointed that out like they could not they felt as if they were reading about this character and they couldn't connect with her like they didn't understand her purpose in her journey and i realized it's because i couldn't connect with her and so i couldn't get that across through the story and so i remember because i i first started out like that like i wrote all this stuff about her okay well she has these colored eyes and her hair looks like this and her wings are this color that does nothing okay like you knowing my my hair color and knowing the color of my glasses that doesn't teach you who i am as a person right <laughs> like that does not reveal who i am as a person and so at first i kind of felt at a loss because I started off knowing like this girl has a huge story and I want to get that across really bad, you know, and I want people to know her story. And so for me, what I did was I took a step back and I went into that. I kind of like sat down and I said, okay, where did, where did this all begin? Right. And I started to think about her, her as a person. Do you have family? What's your relationship with your family, your parents, your siblings, 
what is that like are you guys close once i knew okay she has she has parents had parents i'm using those two tenses because i'm not trying to give away spoilers (laughs) so she has parents she had parents (laughs) you know and then i'm like okay what was the dynamic like in the home what was the dynamic like with siblings were they close was there a lot of rivalry was there a reason for that rivalry you know what kind of person is she like how was she shaped you know how did she grow up what was she taught how did she treat other people then like little by little it just starts to unfold because then you start to realize okay like what do you love to do do you love to read do you love to dance like it sounds silly because it's like wait like those are things that you would want to learn about a person right but it's kind of like when you're in a relationship with someone or you're building a friendship with someone you start to learn things about them that other people wouldn't know you know like what do you do in your pastime oh you like to go for walks through the park that's really cool why do you like to do that well it it soothes me i like to just be around nature it inspires me it calms me oh, that's really cool. What do you think about when you're walking around there? Oh, well, I'm thinking about stories. So like when you think about your character and you think, okay, I'm really distant from this character. Let me get in their head. What do you like to do? What brings you joy? And then you start realizing once you start figuring these things out, you get closer to what brings you fear? You know, why are you scared of being touched this certain way? What happened to you to cause that? Why do you not like being alone at night? What happened one time at night that triggered that? You know, so I think once you start, it's almost like building a relationship with another person, whether it be a significant other or a best friend or whomever the case may be. It's kind of like that with your characters. Like I, I stepped back and I started to basically have these mental conversations with my main character. And I was like, where did you grow up? What was your household like? Like, and honestly, when I did that, when I tell you the floodgates open, just learning about her family, learning about just the closeness that they had, you know, and just seeing all of these things that happened, then it, then it helps me to understand this is why you choose to be noble. This is why you love loyalty. This is why you're so hard. You know, you went through so much training and you were taught not to be emotional. Emotion is weakness, like that kind of thing. And so I think once you start to ask these questions, more of like, okay, well, you're a friend. Let's get to know one another. Then that character starts to become closer and you can really understand who they are. Okay, that's really awesome. And it reminded me of when I was a teenager, Um, me and my friends, we used to, well, this was before social media. So we used to email each other like 20 questions and we would ask each other these 20 questions and then we would like email it back to see what each other responded. And it was a really cool way of like finding out things about each other that we didn't know. And so I see that you're applying the same sort of thing to kind of trying to figure out this character and trying to meet with them, uh, figure out, you know, who they are so that you can write about them. That's a really cool method to use. I really like that. And then I do want to ask questions about character flaws. So when it comes to personality, uh, like once you know, like kind of their background and their history and, you know, the things that make them tick and um, you kind of can dive into, I guess, personality traits. And I think one cool thing that's really interesting is finding out, you know, what, 
a little bit more about the character. You know, are they introverted? Are they extroverted? You know, how do they behave when they're in a crowded room? Um, do they like alone time more? Are they more to themselves, like relying on themselves? But I am curious as to where you bring in character flaws and how do you recommend that writers bring in the flaws in their characters without becoming annoying, without writing this character that's totally just like, I'm so frustrated with this character. I can't read about them because they're so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure. I think flaws often show up when, as human beings, when we make decisions. And so when I think about flaws, when I think about human faculties, right, to, for, so to speak, that's what I think about. Like, what would they decide when making a certain decision? You know, my main character, she's stubborn to a fault, you know, like she knows what she knows and she will keep doing it because she knows it will be right. And there are some times where she is wrong (laughs) and it has devastating consequences. (laughs) And so the readers will be like, if you would have just listened to counsel, this would not have happened to you, (laughs) right? And so I think honestly, because sometimes we can overcomplicate certain things, you know, like how do I make them not this perfect character so people don't think, people can't feel like they can't relate to them because they never do anything wrong. No, it's honestly just, it's not necessarily the thing with flaws is that sometimes we don't we don't realize it's a flaw until there's a consequence to it. And I think that's really the heart of it is that we think things are okay and things are fine until something bad happens and we realize, oh, I have this part of me that has always been there and it's ingrained in me. You know, it's who I am. However, to a fault, it can have some devastating consequences if I don't know how to relent and have a little give and take and pull back, so to speak, you know, Um, whether it be listening to advice or like, for example, um, in the Throne of Glass series, Selena Sardothian, Aelin Galathinius, pick whichever one, they're the same person. (laughs) Oh, that may have been a spoiler. My bad. If you haven't read the series, whoops. (laughs) But um. So Selena Sardothian, she is this prideful, bullheaded, stubborn teenage assassin, right? Like she worked very hard to learn how to kill people very well without ever getting caught, (laughs) okay? And so because she has this mindset, there are times where people want to help her. And these are people who who have the expertise, they have the skill, they have the know-how, but because she has this personality trait of, no, the way I'm going to do it is the best way, because also in her brain, she's thinking she's protecting others. And that's something that also fuels into flaws, is when characters, they make decisions that they think is right, but is also protecting others. And so they think that by saving someone else, by protecting someone else, by keeping this decision, that they will accomplish what they want in return, it has these consequences. And then it forces them to think, oh, something bad happened here because I thought I was right. How do I fix this? Do I choose to grow from this or do I choose to do this again, (laughs) right? Um, And so that's how I look at flaws, honestly. Like when I read a lot about characters, um, which, you know, we learn a lot through reading, but then also just like looking at your own, thinking about, okay, How do they react in certain decisions, right? And then as an author, you kind of have to choose to decide, okay, this is going to be the one scene where 
they should have listened they didn't devastating consequences right and so that because we don't realize it's a flaw until something goes wrong right like we think it's perfectly normal until you know thousands are dead or like you know fantasy readers hey that's actually not an exaggeration at all <laughs> but um so that's honestly how I, how I break down flaws is I just from what I read as far as in my genre anyways you know flaws are different depending on you know if it's like romance or anything else like that but um when I think of flaws I honestly just think about what is something that they would make as far as like decision making what they would do as far as decision making that they think is right but then comes a devastating consequences so they realize there's a disconnect here something is wrong yeah i really like that um and i think that's what i applied like maybe like unintentionally but when i was writing my legend of the nameless one series like in the different books um citrine and torlier they just make different decisions and i like how they make these decisions that show their flaws and i think that's a really fun thing to do because then they're not quite as frustrating like in everyday life for a reader to read yeah. but then when something comes up and i've been trying to work on like the decisions that they're making where either way they go could sound like a good idea but um then they like make the wrong choice and it's very clearly the wrong choice and you're like well it's because that's just their personality they're just like that they're going to make that choice every time unless they like actually sit back and relax and think about it and loop someone else in have a conversation stop making all these decisions alone I think that's where a lot of things happen and it's like you said with um the whole protection thing a lot of the reasons why characters are flawed or like they make the decisions is because they are trying to if they're a noble character they're trying to protect other people and so it's, it's very interesting how like this thing comes up and I've seen this in fantasy books a lot um where a character is trying to protect other people and so they go it alone and they know best and they can do everything themselves it's so interesting uh but that that's something fun to play with and i think that's a great takeaway for our listeners too and then you hinted a little bit on this you touched a little bit on growth but i want to dig into that too and talk a little bit about so we have a character and they're flawed and they're just starting out how do we get them from that point where uh we can see the growth in them at the end of the book how do you do you have any suggestions or tips for you know moving it along and making sure that readers can see the character growth at the end of the story yeah no for sure so I know for me just the way my brain works I start off with what is their personality like now and what is their personality going to be like at the end of this book or at the end of this series if you're if you're writing you know a trilogy or anything like that and then once i know where they're going to start and where they're going to end then i can formulate okay how do we get there you know if you're this selfish person or maybe they used to be incredibly selfless and now they're going to end up i'm going to have them end up being this incredibly greedy selfish per character how do i get you from being this awesome citizen in society to this wretch that no one wants to deal with because you're selfish and you only care about yourself and so once i know where they're starting personality wise and where they're going where they're going to end up i should say then i start to think about 
who are the characters that I can place around them that will push them towards that, whether they say things that antagonize them, whether they do things that push them into situations that start to change their character and start to, you know, break them, so to speak, and starts to poke at their normal personality and starts to change their mindset. You know, what are the characters that I can put around them to do that? It could be the antagonist. Sometimes it could be the supporting antagonist, the supporting uh, protagonist. It doesn't really matter. It's just a matter of who do I need that will help who, it, who will try to keep you the way you are and who will be around you that will push you <laughs> to where you need to go. Right. So you need both sets of characters. So the characters that'll be around them. Then I think about, um, I think about the situations around them you know, that will change them externally, that will change them internally, right? The things that they wouldn't, they would normally not think about, the things that they would normally not do, the things that they would normally not consider. I try to think of, okay, what kind of situation can I place them in that would make them act uncharacteristically? And that will, and at first it's like, oh, this is different. You wouldn't act like this. But then over time, they start to change, right? And then this new persona starts to come on. And I also think about what different revelations can come that will change their perspective. You know, they may have only known one thing in the beginning, right? Gung-ho, this is how it is. This is how it will always be. And then through different situations that occur throughout the story, different revelations, they start to learn certain things. Their truth right? The lie that they believe, right? Characters always start off with this lie that they believe. And then by the end of the book, they uncover a truth that completely changes what they used to believe. And so they start to get these revelations that kind of peels away at this lie that they so strongly believe. And as as the truth starts to unfold throughout the story during these different circumstances, then their perspective starts to change and their character starts to change with it as well, whether it makes them better or whether it makes them worse. So that's how I go about that. Yeah, sounds good. And it makes a lot of sense because you just have these different scenes where you have something happening like stepping stones and each scene is leading up to that epic conclusion, regardless of what it is. Uh, that's really fun. And that's a, a great way to write. Um, so I think that's, those are all the questions I have about character development for me. But if there's anything else that you want to share or any tips you have, go for it. Yeah, no. So I love, you know, first of all, the questions were great. And with character development, I love that we can break it down to make it simple. I think sometimes we try to make the building blocks of writing a story too difficult which is why writers quit. <clears throat> you know, I don't know my characters. I don't know what to do with them. I don't know how to make them what they need to be. So they give up. I think, um, you know, just from my own personal journey as a writer, I know that when I start off with not necessarily a theme, but I kind of think, okay, this is the journey that's going to take place here. And I always start internally, not necessarily external. They're going to go from this world to that world. They're going to explore here. They're going to do this thing. But no, I always think of this is where you are now as a person. And this is where you need to get. So this is the journey. This is your story of growth, right? Like stories are characters. And so if you can know how your character is going to grow, therein lies everything you need. Because from there, you can, then you can know, okay, 
who what are the kind of characters i need to put in your life for this to come up to come into being what are the kind of situations that i need to put you around to either antagonize you or to soften you or to make you a better person what will what will make you better what will make you better with other people what will make you better with yourself <laughs> um and so character development is all about journeys. It's just about that internal growth of a character that happens to manifest through external situations. That's all it is. And so I think for our listeners, if you're, if you're saying to yourself, I'm stuck, I don't know what to do with my characters, um, I really don't know how to get to know them or to craft this a compelling story, just think about their journey where do they start off internally personality wise and just mentally and perspective wise and where do you where do you foresee them getting right know their end and then you'll be able to craft how they will grow as a person well said well that those are definitely some tips that i will take into action especially you know knowing where i want them to go at the end of the story and I think that's really important, especially for pantsers, because we just like to jump in and go, 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 go. So knowing where we're going and seeing the end can help make it a, a cleaner, swifter journey for sure. And so, yeah, that is all that I guess we have for this week. So if you have questions, thoughts, comments, come across to the show notes at IndieAuthorLifestyle.com forward slash 020 for episode 20. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye, guys. The journey to becoming a full-time author on your own terms doesn't have to be lonely or hard. We have an awesome community where we chat daily, write together, and motivate each other. To be part of this vibrant community of indie authors living their best bookish life on their own terms, go to IndieAuthorLifestyle.com forward slash inner circle for more information. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love to hear more from you. Leaving a rating or a review helps us to create more great content like this. Be sure to rate this episode and subscribe to the show. Thanks for listening to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. See you inside the community.